Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And And this this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to another episode on this Valentine's week. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling, you know some love in the air, or if you're, you know, getting some good takeout for yourself and listening mm-hmm. to our podcast tonight, I yeah. want to know that we are with you in our spirit yes. and we hope you enjoy this kind of hot take episode. This, uh, I would call it an <laughs> annihilation. Yeah. So uh, today, <laughs> the notebook, the 2004, you know, movie that people just like die for with Rachel McAdams, yeah. Ryan Gosling, yes. James Marsden. Yes. Um, that I I am really curious to hear both of our thoughts because I think they're aligned, <laughs> but I'm curious to see like why you don't like it. Yeah, and yeah. You'll hear why I don't. Yeah. And I'll also say I love that we're releasing this on Valentine's Day because February is the month with the highest rates of depression. Uh, so you're not alone if you are listening to this and feeling kind of down. Um, and who doesn't like to just complain and really like, you know, rage all over a romantic movie when you're feeling <laughs> sad or angry. Maybe it reminds me of that All American Rejects song that came out when I was in high school in uh, right around Valentine's Day. Do you know that song? Which one? It's like gives you hell. Oh yeah, see yeah. my name. But I remember they released it. That was such an old song, um, but around Valentine's Day, and I thought that was really smart. <laughs> That makes sense. I mean, I'm just such a fan. Speaking of music in um, TV show and movies, I think, you know, in my like throwback, just hit me in the heart songs is um, One Tree Hill. I think that their like music for the show is all of that kind of um, sound. Oh, it's so good. Is it? I never watched that show. My gosh. I know. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch the OC. Watch the OC. Yeah, I haven't seen those oh, shows. What were you doing? 
I was in, I was going to school and then I danced competitively, like in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the OC was out. And so I, I was at dance class to like nine or 10 PM, like every night, um, except Friday. And so I just like, didn't watch TV. Right? And then one day I skipped my Wednesday ballet classes. Wednesday was ballet day. It was like all about, it was so long, but Mr. Sanchez, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I skipped it once to watch the OC and they didn't, they didn't air it that night. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like, why did I not meant to be <laughs> such a waste? Yeah. Hmm. So that, yeah, because th- there, there's a podcast with um all of the female leads from, from like Montreal. Sophia Bush. Yeah. And they've been on for like years now. Like they have like, so many episodes. I know. If they want to come on, we'll yeah, totally we'll, review yeah, them. Yeah. You can watch season one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So getting back to the notebook the issue at hand. So what are your thoughts, Portia? Okay. Well, I want to set the stage for my memory of first seeing it. So okay. it was probably like 2004 or five. That's when it came out. It, but we saw it, like I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it in someone's basement um, with like okay. a couple friends who like, any wine of, like, coolers involved? No, like I was, I was probably like, Oh yeah, that's true. You were probably like in middle school. 14. Yeah. Um, with like girls who I just feel like didn't really like me. And so like, I didn't enjoy being there. And then Mm -hmm. they were like, let's watch the notebook because it's like this hot actor in it. And I was like, okay. And then it ended up being like the saddest, just like most uncomfortable, terrible movie ever. And I am one of those people who like, if I see someone who's older, like eating alone at a restaurant, like I'll cry. Yeah. If I see yeah. like an old man, like walking his dog, minding his own business, happy, like I'll get teary. So yeah. I just can't up the movie. I can't with old people. Like okay. I get so emotional. So that's why I like first hated it, mm-hmm. but then watching it again. And I haven't watched it since. Like I literally have not watched the movie since then because I despised it. And now watching it as a mental health professional and like older, I am just like furious with it. And okay, I don't want to share yet. So I want you to, okay, I want okay. to hear, I want to hear my hot first. Take. Yeah. So you said it came out in 2004. Yeah. So I was a junior in high school. I do think I saw it in the theaters like a bunch of times, right? Crying. It's so beautiful. I hope this is my love story. I remember at uh, the MTV Movie Awards when Ryan and Rachel like redid the kiss. That's like iconic, iconic, right? Iconic. I remember this came out soon after or before Mean Girls, uh, which we will be reviewing, you know, in the in the coming months. Um, and uh, so Rachel McAdams was like skyrocketing. Um, I don't like it because of the way they depict dementia is so inaccurate. And I take a I have a really hard time with that. So that is one huge reason why I don't like it. Right. Um, especially now rewatching it as an adult. Um, I think they really romanticize one of the most painful and heart-wrenching conditions you can ever go through and you can ever witness someone you love going through. Um, and I just think, you know, you know, at, at the time, actually at that exact time, my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease when I was in high school right at that in my junior year, actually. So um, I actually couldn't watch this movie for a really long time. This is the first time I've watched it in maybe like 20 years because it's a little, it's a little much for me. I have a hard time watching stuff about Alzheimer's or other dementias. Like there was that Julianne Moore movie a couple years ago that it was all the rage. I, I can't watch it. <laughs> it's like my own trauma. Um, 
but I really take issue with that very strongly. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I take issue with Rachel McAdams character. I am like, I, I think she's so like immature and spoiled and, just would she she's she's like assaulting him that's know? What I, yeah i forgot that part when i rewatched it now i was like this doesn't seem healthy she, she seems very selfish in like how she treats then you know i think it's ron um rom ron the soldier that then she um gets engaged mm-hmm. to like and i think there's the back and forth and like it's all about her like mm-hmm. well you can come with me to new york or like her expectations are just so which i i, I don't think that she like I think she was born into that situation. You know what I mean? Right. Like with her family, it's not organic. It's not necessarily her fault, but right. um, I really took issue with her and her like manipulation and he manipulated her too. But I actually, you know, like watching it as a teenager, right? This was like, oh my God, the ultimate love story. You know, like, oh my God, like this is it guys. Rewatching it, it, it's really toxic at the beginning. It's very toxic. Even like the way he asks her out on the yes. date is very manipulative and pushy, like hanging off the Ferris wheel. Um, I didn't remember those elements of it. And I don't know what that means exactly. If like as a teenager, which is like how old they were supposed to be when they first met, if you don't pick up on that toxicity, mm-hmm. um, but it certainly has flavors of like an unhealthy, abusive at times relationship. Yeah. No. Right. Very, very intense. And and I would put them highs and lows. Yes. Um. Like if she's going to college in the fall, I'm going to say they're 18. Maybe you know. I think she was 17. They said. Okay. Yeah. So. Just thinking of like working with teens, Uh she to me is acting more like a no offense to my you know like freshman. But like she's acting like kind of how they would in like a yeah. relationship and in a toxic one, because some of them have very wonderful relationships, which are very appropriate. Mm-hmm. But hers, I just feel like she's acting like a child. Like, I'm not yeah. getting my way. Like, yeah, he just heard all of these horrible things that your parents said about him. So he's leaving and you're like attacking him. But I also think like. I felt like it was maybe quite accurate for being a teenager in an intense love situation and facing all that pressure and stress Mm -hmm. from the outside until it got to the hitting. Yeah. You know, like I could see how, you know, there's highs and lows, ups and downs. Things are very intense. Yeah. You love hard, you fight hard, but then it gets to the hitting part, which I'm like, "Mm, girl needs some DBT, you know? And I started wondering, like, like I didn't get full on, um personality disorder vibes but i did get some poor like frustration tolerance yes. at least um you know in 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 those scenes um and there was that like i hate you don't leave me thing you know when when you know he's like well you're leaving for college like i don't know what to do and then she breaks up with him and then as he's driving away she's clinging onto the door which again i feel like at 17 you know okay like okay right like maybe some of that's normal but the hitting part i i didn't like it. I didn't yeah. remember. I didn't remember all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so hard to like, you know, I'm, I'm using like anecdotal evidence, but she just mm-hmm. feels like, and this is really splitting hair. She feels like she's at the beginning of high school, not the end. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, 
I got bad vibes from her. And and I think I really just then had like tunnel vision on her the whole time. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like you as a, like a young partner. Um, we didn't see really any of the middle. Like we know that they get married and they have children. So they have this right. life together. But then even at the end, and this is, this is really just like a judgment. I'm being mean, but I just felt really for him. And then, you know, she, she gets sick with this terrible, as you said, one of the worst things you can deal with mm-hmm. um, as a person. Cause it's, you're grieving someone who's alive. Yeah. Um, and it's like, again, like he's left to fight for her almost. I, I don't know. It made me really sad when their children came and all like played into like meeting her for the first time. Um, I'll have more to say about that in a minute, but that they were asking him to like come home and be with them. And he was like, no, like she wins. Like she is the center of his world. And in some ways that's so sweet and romantic, but in other ways it feels codependent. Like it doesn't really feel healthy and it feels like, um, you know, at the expense of his living children and grandchildren who also love him and need him. right? Right. And we see that ultimately when they both like will themselves to die at the same time, which like, I don't think is possible. I've never seen that in all of my years as a practicing physician. Um, Again, it's like, yeah, they love each other. I, I mean, I certainly have seen uh, you know, like one member of an elderly couple who's been together a really long time dies, and then not soon yeah. Yeah. after the next one could mm-hmm. die, like within the next six to 12 months or something. That was like, my I do see that. Yeah. Oh, which is why I hate the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, I, yeah, it's sweet in that way. But yes, it doesn't happen like, like you're we like, okay, we're going to lay down now yeah. overnight. Yeah. You know, uh, unless like you are intending for that to happen. Unless you're kind of like taking something to assist. That's what I mean. You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. But they didn't show any of that. So I don't yeah. think that's what they were trying to get yeah. at. Um, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I mean, I love Rachel McAdams, like period. And I thought like the costuming, the yeah. makeup, the time period, all of that I really liked. I felt like that was all pretty accurate probably of like what it was like perhaps mm-hmm. for uh, like I bet she was a debutante, yeah. you know. Her and parents was- had these expectations for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was so stifled mm-hmm. and really with him felt so free, which is beautiful, but also just like right off the bat, there's this power imbalance that yeah. kind of just, like you said, persists till the end. Um, and it, yeah, I don't know. What would you call that? I mean, if I'm using like pop culture language, I feel like it just feels like a toxic relationship and like toxic isn't all bad. Right. So that right. that's why we're in toxic relationships. So it's like the, just the really intense level. I think, you know, when we're thinking about Um, power dynamics I think one of the most important parts of a relationship is that it's reciprocal Mm -hmm. and it just didn't feel to me from what was shown at either end and maybe the middle was and I'm I'm assuming it was because he's in it for the long run but like it just didn't feel it felt very imbalanced even with money you know even with like power and privilege and access to things it just that's where, and that doesn't mean that you can't be with someone if you come from two different socioeconomic statuses, but right. it, it felt like it was too unbalanced in so many different ways, even with personalities and emotional intensity levels. Um, right, right. 
but and also even like the fact that she did go off to college and lived her life and tried to move on and he you know bought the house we you know renovated it to her liking like what she said you know and it's like is that romantic yes but is it also like stifling yeah he's like stuck do you love anime gaming movies and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do then join us on crunchyroll presents the anime effect i'm nick friedman i'm lee alec murray and i'm leah president Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just waiting. Never getting a letter you know, back. It's like he said to himself when he wrote the last letter, like that's kind of it. But it's like, then he bought the house and then he even was with that woman. um, Martha? Yeah, I think so. Right. And he, you know, it's like he tried in some ways, but even she was so aware that like, there's someone else, like you're not in this fully. And, and she was like that too, right? Cause she was a widower. So I don't think she mm-hmm. had really moved on either. So in some ways, like they were seen yeah. like an equal match. Mm-hmm. And then that whole scene where like she shows up and, um, Allie, you know, Rachel McAdams character like invites her in. I was like, that's just like, so uncomfortable. Like, I just can't. Like, cause then she says, right, when she's leaving, she's like, um, Oh, like I get it now, or or like I want this too. Yeah, she's like I have hope for the first time. Yeah. There's something out there, for, and I'm just like, Allie is just really this like, really on a pedestal. Yeah, like, all around, like she really is it, and like can do no wrong in like so many people's eyes, mm-hmm. and yet like you're saying, she does cause a lot of hurt like along the way. Which again, she's not perfect. She's you know an imperfect person, but um. And she's, you know, really struggling with those, you know, parental expectations and her own internal desires, which I do think it resonates with a lot of different people. I guess like with her character, there were a lot of things I did like. I did like how complex she was. Um, I did like that, you know, she was able to eventually pursue her own path. But I didn't like the violence. <laughs> that was like the big thing I really didn't like. Um, I... I felt for her, I guess, when she slept with Noah, even though she was engaged. I felt like, is that, you know, ideally that's not something you do, but I could, I could see where I could see it, you know? Um, Again, he seemed to like really forgive her when she told him. Um, 
I felt like she was just trying to really figure it out for herself. You know, she did have this pretty secure sense of self, despite all of the external pressures and influence, you know, from her parents. (gasps) What did you think of her dad and his mustache? Ew. I totally like forgot that when we're rewatching. He's just like on the porch. <laughs> it's like he looks like the guy from KFC, you know, like the mascot yeah, guy, general, like whatever, yeah, like an all white with his like big mustache and like really exaggerated southern mm-hmm. accents. Like, oh gosh, um, that cracked me up. But I thought, um, you know, the dynamic between her and her mom was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I- it with like. I think it showed growth with both of them. I think yeah. mom was acting of the times, you right, know, and right. then at the end when she really, when, you know, um, Rachel McAdams character, Allie is mm-hmm. older. It's like her mom chose to share like her own personal experience. And that was so vulnerable. And I like, I think that really helped then Allie, you know, m- take time to really think about her decision and be herself. It was like a little bit of her mom giving her permission. She gave her the letters. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I, that to me was really like healing. And I, I, I think one of the best parts of the movie in like the terms of like mental health and relationships, it was very right. positive. Right. I totally agree. And I, that, you know, those final scenes with her and the mom, when the mom's dropping her mm-hmm. off and gives her the letters and basically says like, I hope you make the right choice. And finally is giving her the independence to make the choice. Whereas for so long, and I feel like 17 is too old for your parents to still be dictating your daily schedule. Like she was telling Noah, like, well, I do this and then I do piano and then I do dance and then I do this and they have French. And then, you know, and it's, it's just like, she really was stifled in her individuality. It seems like, except for the painting. Um, but I, I totally agree. And I, I would imagine her mother being able to do that and connect with her in that way is probably why they were able to move past and move through that betrayal of her holding on to all those letters for all those years. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was sweet. Um, I, I wanted now just thinking about it, like I want more of the meat and bone meat and potatoes of their relationship. Like I want to see the middle. Cause Mm. I think that to me would be more of just the, you know, the trajectory together. Yeah. And like see them as a parent and, you know, parenting together and stuff like that. Right. Right. No, exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think that is like everyone's hope, right? If you're in a monogamous long-term committed relationship that you weather the storms and the ups and downs together. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, some relationships with some of those toxic elements, perhaps, especially when you're younger, with maturity and growth and maybe some therapy, uh, you can get to a healthier place. Um, but not all the time. And I would say those are pretty big red flags. If you know, you're in any relationship, no matter the age and when upset your partner starts to hit you. That's like not great. Or I think too, it's like, you know, I think it's interesting just that it was like her hitting him. I think that's more <laughs> tolerable, right? In a movie. Right. Um, but it's like, what happens when he hits you back? You know, it's like all of a sudden that's, to, I think to a lot of people, like all of a sudden it's not okay, but you know, you're, you're really not allowed regardless of gender. Um, yeah. it's never okay to hit someone and, you know, partner or not, but 
because things always can escalate. And I think that's what I think we've talked about this in a past episode, but like, um, you know, an abusive physically, which often the times is also emotionally abusive, but, um, there's kind of a difference in a relationship to me where it's just toxic and it's like two people who like kind of shouldn't be together or have poor skills, like ramping Mm -hmm. each other up either with just an intense emotion or uh, with like a substance use, Mm -hmm. you know, we're both kind of drinking versus um, kind of like a more narcissistic potentially type partner, you know, when there's Mm -hmm. really clear a abuser and a victim um, feels at times like those can be um more challenging to get out of or ident or make changes because there's a lot of like more hiddenness but it, i've seen really mm-hmm. um progress made i guess is my point when two mm-hmm. people um who have really just poor emotion regulation um mm-hmm. don't know how to manage their emotions like actually turn relationships that are really toxic around yeah. um obviously i've seen ones that have not as well but right, i think right. if you're willing to put in the work um people can really improve into a healthy relationship when it's just, I don't want to say, I mean, I don't want to minimize abuse or, or hitting right. someone, but when it's really just about you not walking away, it's like, we can do something with that more easily. Yeah. I, I've seen at least. Yeah, no, I can, I, I hear what you're saying and I can appreciate that too. Then like, you know, when one or both members of the couple have some more like maybe rigid personality issues that are harder to, um, you know, shift, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, But even then, like Noah would have had every right to be like, eh, not for me. Right. Like that, that's my, that's my line in the sand. That's my boundary. I don't tolerate that. And even all the way at the very beginning, Allie had every right to say that about the way he like manipulated her into going out with him. Right. Like that would be such a huge turnoff, I think. Or and it's okay if it is. Like, like that's healthy for it to be a right. turnoff. Um, or just like, so yeah, I, I guess when I'm trying to think about like, does one of them have is one of them more of a, an aggressor than a than a victim? It's hard to say. Like yeah. I, think it doesn't, it, I think it goes back and yeah, forth. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, just thinking about when I watched it, like, I, I think it's so funny. I, none of that st- stood out to me. I mean, again, like I was I know. like you, you know, a teen. So you're just seeing the love story. You're just like, oh my gosh, like, is someone going to love me that hard? Or I'm just like crying because of the grandparents. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's funny what you pick up later watching things like that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So why don't you share a little bit about, um, and you know, I think you just have something else to say, but about like dementia or kind of disorders like that and what they got wrong. Everything basically. Um, so I mean, you know, so in the movie we see it, it looks like they're both living in, it seems like an assisted living or like a nursing home. Um, you know, those are different things. Um, and, you know, I believe assisted livings are are generally the people living there have some more independence. So they might cook for themselves. They might do their own cleaning. They might take their own medications, but they're all kind of living together, 
right? They might uh, have a kitchen in their place, um, but also have like a communal sort of dining room if they want to go. Whereas nursing homes, when we use words like that, we tend to mean people who need more around the clock care. And oftentimes, you know, as you age, especially if you're coping with a neurodegenerative illness like a dementia, of which there's several types, you know, Alzheimer's, vascular, frontotemporal, mixed pictures, um, you know, your needs progress over time, like as your cognitive function and physical function declines. Um, I really didn't like, but that in the movie, I was just thinking, I was going to say maybe it was relevant to the times, but I don't know that in the um, nursing home, like all the staff were people of color and there was no other characters in the movie of color except for the staff in the nursing home. Did you notice that? Yeah. Now that you say that, yes. That, that was like, I didn't love that. Like, I think when we're, it would have been in like, I don't know. I just, I didn't love that. Well, I don't if know they why. Were in their 20 or like if they were like 20, let's in their 50s uh, during the wor- World War II. So that's like what, that? 1940s, 40 yeah. something. So then how many years later? Um, so 50? then, so they're 70. So that would be 1990s. Yeah. That's not, I don't accurate. know. That doesn't seem great. Like, I think we could have done better, you know, but I just think like, you know, you meet her, there is definitely the symbolism of red throughout the movie. She wears a lot of red um, and she looks so beautiful. This is elderly Allie right? Like when you first meet her and when he starts reading to her. Um, and I'm just not quite sure that she would still be able to care for herself in that way or still physically look that healthy if her memory were as bad as they were portraying it to be at that point in time where she's starting to go in and out of recognizing people. Yeah. Um, you know, sadly, these patients begin wandering a lot. So I also don't think she would have been able to sit still and listen. Um, she likely actually would have just been walking around aimlessly constantly in a lot of uh, nursing homes and things like that and, and uh, memory care units, as they might call them, um, actually will have a lot of space where people can wander. Um, and sometimes they try to make it look pretty in different paths and stuff like that. But, you know, other times they're just really walking around aimlessly, which is really sad and heartbreaking or kind of just sitting there with very vacant kind of like look in their eye, not really making eye contact, looking at the floor. Then you get up. It just it seems very purposeless. Um, so I think, you know, at that stage with that degree of memory impairment, I don't think she actually would have looked so well. You know, like at the very end of the movie, after she has that episode, it seems like they move her to, I forget what it's called, like the Rose unit or something. Um, That seems more like a memory care unit. You know, you see her sitting in a wheelchair with a lot of other patients in wheelchairs. And sadly, sometimes that is kind of like what people do all day. It's it's pretty depressing and sad. Um, Not a lot of interaction with each other. Um, That seems more realistic of kind of where she be if her memory were really that bad. Um, I also don't think it kind of turns on and off that quick. Um, I think sometimes in some stages it does, but then like as you continue to lose that part of your memory, it doesn't like come back as quick as they depicted. And typically not at night, right? Like if well, people so- remember, isn't it earlier on? I don't think there's like a, so again, 
what they were getting mixed up is something called sundowning, which mm-hmm. is a real thing that I also wanted to talk about, and dementia. And often those things do occur together. So dementia is the more long-term neurodegenerative illness. Um, something called sundowning is a phenomenon that we see often in elderly people, but you also see it a lot in the hospital when people are out of their normal element. And it's a version of delirium um, that specifically happens at nighttime. Okay. So what do I mean by delirium? So that's a clinical term that means, um, you know, when someone is displaying waxing and waning levels of consciousness um, and orientation to, you know, what we say, person, place, and time. So these are people who maybe in the morning, they might know oh, I'm in the hospital. I'm here because I had a heart attack. I know my name. I know how old I am. I know what city I'm in. But when you check throughout the day, they might go in and out of that. They might not realize why they're there or not remember what city they're in. And oftentimes that does get worse at nighttime uh, for whatever reason. I don't think we really know. Um, So, but again, it's not going to happen like that. Uh, Like they showed it and I'm just snapping for people who are listening and not watching, but it doesn't like they were like having this romantic meal together and she remember I, that's what really pissed me off is that this like whole and it just it really upsets me this whole notion in the movie that like if you just do something enough you'll get the person back um there actually is some evidence that playing music can sometimes bring people you know help people with alzheimer's and other types of dementias um stay calm and not not be agitated rather than like bring back their memories. Um, there's also interesting evidence out there for people who hear voices, whether it's due to schizophrenia or other things, that listening to music can help quiet that. Um, and so in, like when I was at Yale as a resident on some inpatient units, like that would be a method of helping people if they started to get agitated yeah. Um, rather than just like jumping to the shots, which we mm-hmm. also saw in this movie. Um which was awful and isn't yeah. usually what you jump to first. You don't jump to restraining someone and giving them an antipsychotic injection. Sometimes you unfortunately have to get there. There's a lot of other steps you take first, like redirection. And I think we can't say enough, but it's just, it's, I think it's terrible to, to watch someone you love for whatever re- a TBI, um, you know, or any kind of other de- degenerative um, disorder that really just like takes them away. It's it's really, you know, grief while someone's alive, which is complex grief, which is just, you know, not that we're trying to outdo other grief, but it's so challenging. And and I think initially too, the back and forth, like when someone's maybe in more of the earlier stages, it's so like they are still there for, you know, a chunk of time. And then you, and then, and then you start to notice the things and uh, just the road is, is, you know, I, I, I really, my heart, you know, goes out to people who experience this with a loved one. And I know, I know some people, you know, whose parents have experienced early, super early onset, like in their forties or fifties. And it's just, I hope that their research is getting better and that they're, you know, doing more work to help in any way they can. But it's, I, I do want to say, I did notice and, and appreciate how, in how kind the staff was um with like how they treated the patients there um you could tell that there was like respect and and care and i think it's a hard job it's what it's one of the hardest jobs i i've i've heard um just because patients can be right all of a sudden disoriented and they can get agitated and and 
Right. And they're confused and you have to keep them safe. Exactly. And it's, it's really challenging to work, um, you know, with that population as well. So I, I liked how, you know, the conversations went, the respect was, was nice. Anyway, happy Valentine's day, folks. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of analyzed scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time.